Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Reese Plumbing. Designed to help your business grow and succeed. Reese works for you. It's the Reese Super Rugby Fan Show with Daniel McCarty, Grant Elliott and Justin Marshall on SCNZ. Kia welcome into the show, the Super Rugby Fan Show in association with Reese Plumbing. Reese Plumbing designed to help your business grow and succeed. Reese works for you. Uh, we've got a busy old show, a somewhat unusual, unique show uh, this hour due to some, I understand, fog, and there's no irony at all um, when you talk about fog and Christchurch and Super Rugby. Now, is there? Uh, Justin Marshall uh, will not be appearing in his usual uh, slot, well, in its entirety. Um, his travel arrangements um, have been thrown um, all over the place. So Ben Francis, um, uh, producer extraordinaire, actually uh, spoke with uh, Justin a little bit earlier. So we've uh, got some Justin Marshall content uh, coming your way, uh, no matter what. Uh, so we'll lead off with him shortly. Uh, we're also going to catch up with Steve Devine because it was a big night for the Blues. Of course, uh, Steve Devine, former back halfback, joining us live from work, I understand, uh, where he's a fireman. Oh, what a legend. And, oh. and the dulcet tones of Grant Elliott. Yes, I know you're wondering, is Grant here? He is here. Well, um, where is he, a fireman? Because that is concerning, obviously. We don't want SENZ to be responsible for anything burning down. But if the, the siren the goes job. off, he will hang up and leave. Oh, well, if he's not enjoying the interview, in other words, he's going to ask <laughs> someone, he's going to give that signal. The sort of signal you give to your partner at a party when you go, listen, if I get cornered by someone, I'm just going to scratch my ear and then just come and save me, please. Yeah. Oh, do you have rules like that? You've got to. You I, have I, to. I have rules uh, with my darling wife. If I don't introduce the person with, uh, within the first five seconds, I've forgotten their name. Yeah, yeah. You go, oh, have you guys met? Yeah. But I, I'm actually in a lot of trouble because that phone call, that desperate phone call that you saw me on just before we went on air, yeah. was the, where is the car keys? And I suddenly remembered that I left them in the car. So the car in the keys... Ignition. Are in the car. In the, the car is locked. No, no, no. It won't be locked. But she's obviously been looking for them for ages. <laughs> and they're in the car. So as funny as that is for you. So what, what's your address? It's <laughs> <laughs> probably a really nice car that could be picked up right now somewhere, you know, in a mansion in Wellington. Oh, no. <laughs> Come on, Dan. <laughs> you know that's not the truth. As I watch the IPL, never played. <laughs> Don't have my eight houses around New Zealand. But, yeah, I'm going to be in trouble when I get home, aren't I? Yeah, absolutely. I think you're already in trouble. <laughs> you don't need to be at home to be in trouble. I think you're officially on uh, Trouble Street. Uh, but we are here to talk uh, uh, Super Rugby. This is the Re Super Rugby Fan Show, all part of the Saturday session. Uh, rolling on after 11. Um, quick rundown of what we've got planned for you. Uh, David Doan from the Wellington Phoenix uh, joins us, their general manager. They return to Wellington tomorrow. Fantastic. Cannot wait. We've got full commentary right here on SENZ. Uh, our Legends segment, we're going to catch up with someone who's got a, over 100 Test Match um, experience in netball, both as a player and a coach. What an amazing storied career she has had. Can't wait to catch up with Yvonne Willering. 
from uh, the Netherlands as well. Yes, from the, the Netherlands the connection. We keep having this Netherlands collect connection, don't we, Dan? Yeah, I think she arrived as an eight-year-old. Uh, I'm unsure if she uh, would have expected to have the amazing netball career she has. Can't wait to chat with her about quarter past 12. But first up is time to talk uh, Super Rugby. And what a game we had last evening. No doubt about it. Uh, I, descri- I would describe it, Grant, as generally a game of rugby is played in two halves. Uh, but I saw this as a, as a, as a game of rugby uh, of like a play in two acts. The first act and the second act. The second act, of course, is after the red card that Scott Barrett um, received reasonably early into that second half. The game sort of changed after that. Okay, the Blues score straight away um, after that red card, and you think uh, they're going to run away with it. Was not the case. You know, huge credit to the Crusaders uh, for the endeavour, the excitement they played with to get so close to actually snatching victory in that one. If it wasn't for some uh, huge... um, very brave defence from uh, the Blues. Uh, the Crusaders would have secured a very famous victory, a hugely famous victory. Um, the Blues haven't won in Christchurch since 2004. Yeah, no, ever since the Carlos Spencer salute. They, they replayed that one. That would have really got the crowd going. But that, that final um, tackle... From uh, Ian Iwani, wasn't Iwani, it? yeah. Was I think Iwani got all the, the, the credit for it in the end, but it looked like it was just going to be, you know, an easy one to just go over the line, but the energy and just the, the passion that they had at the end, that never, never say die attitude. But I think when Scott Barrett got sent off, you thought, oh, well, the Blues would take this easily now, but then the Crusaders fought back, kept spreading it wide, and yeah, it was, it was a great game of sport because. There haven't been many close finishes in sport this whole week, I found. Um, and, you know, you had Formula One, you had Ferrari getting over. Then you had uh, Scheffler in the, the uh, Masters. And then um, Everton beating Manchester United, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you'll bring that up as uh, the show rolls on. But a brilliant game of uh, footy in Super Rugby last night as the Blues getting their first victory over the Crusaders in that game of two acts, as I say. Uh, I, I thought the Blues, if anything, got a little bit too conservative in that, uh, you know, after the red card, the, the Crusaders played most of the footy, but um, you know, it's hard to criticise a team that ultimately, uh, you know, wins in Christchurch and it ends a, a long, barren streak. Uh, y- you can't ignore the Scott Barrett uh, red card, which is utterly re- inexcusable. I, I, I challenge um, someone to, to try and come up with a defence for that one. There's not much going for it. There's a Crusaders teammate who's perfectly positioned in a squat position, which, you know, most players should be to, to make a punishing tackle around a, a stomach or rib cage area. Uh, the Blues player then drops the ball. Um, Barrett leads with the shoulders, then takes his eye off the target, um, doesn't wrap his arms, so there's not much going for it. Um, and this is a guy who has a bit of history, unfortunately, as, as we discussed on the show last week. Uh, the entry point for any sanction, suspension that is, uh, will start at six weeks. Um, that is World Rugby's mandate. If you make contact with the head, you have to uh, defend with uh, yourself with the possibility of spending six weeks on the sideline. And I, I doubt they can mitigate it down because he has uh, you know, received um, rare cards uh, in the past. Well, I want to hear everyone probably from the South, I think. I'm sure there'll be some Crusaders people. Nation. Oh, they will be defending Scott Barrett. Okay. Well, you can pick up the phone and give us a call on 0800 150 And what about Blues Nation? Gee, they must be buoyant and, you know, full of themselves because they spanked the Chiefs last weekend, 25 points to mm. nil. 
and then have uh, beaten the Crusaders, back that up. So brilliant work. Uh, we will open the lines as always, 0800 150 811. You can text us on double eight double three. This is all part of the uh, Reese Super Rugby Fan Show with Reese Plumbing, designed to help your business grow and succeed. Reese works for you. Steve Devine to join us a little bit later. As I mentioned, uh, Justin Marshall um, had a flight delayed. He's currently in the skies somewhere. Um, but uh, Ben Francis caught up with um, Justin Marshall a, a little bit earlier, and we had to pick over the, the memories, didn't we, Ben, of 2004? Yes, it's been that long. Do, do you remember what you were doing in 2004? I think I I was actually in Christchurch at the time. Oh, were you I would have been playing you, for Marist Old Boy. Had you just arrived? Yeah, it was uh, almost a year in. Yeah. I, I was hungover in Europe <laughs> for all of 2004. You are hungover somewhere. Yeah, so, somewhere. I think it was in Europe. I, have we got that try? What memories that was from 2004. Spencer. Goodness, he's not going to pass it as he does to Rockathoko. Joe Rockathoko up the middle. He's got Howlett with him. Oh, he didn't pass it, but he's found Collins in support. Count Oh, Spencer. Oh, this is amazing. Carlos Spencer. Twists the knife in the end goal area. And that'll do it for the Blues. So last night, the Blues claimed their first win in Christchurch in 18 years, beating the Crusaders 27-23 in what has been described as one of the best Super Rugby matches of recent memory. Justin Marshall, do you remember the last time the Blues did win down in the Garden City? <laughs> yeah, hey, mate. Um... I certainly do, and unfortunately I was on the receiving end of that back in uh, 2004. So, yeah, I certainly know what it feels like to walk off uh, on your home ground having been beaten by the Blues. But um, I think what you said in your intro was absolutely bang on. It was a, a, a game of intense quality. Um, it had tempo, it had physicality, and of course it had drama as well. It wasn't an easy night for the Blues to get away with that uh, win that they haven't has been so elusive since 2004, but... Ultimately, I think they thoroughly deserved it at the final whistle. Now, of course, at the end of the game, they, the Blues were even celebrating before the ball went into touch. You know, what was it mm-hmm. like being there, seeing them like celebrate? And I guess you could almost see that weight off their shoulders in a way. Yeah, look, I think the the relief was a big part of it. Um, they'd worked so hard throughout that game um, to establish a good lead, uh, and then obviously the Crusaders, being the team that they are, they're, they're never going to go away. And you know, scoring those two tries in that last quarter and then getting within, um, you know, a, a scoring a try to win the game. Uh, they were defending their line uh, against relentless attack, uh, the Blues, and you could see that they were completely drained. They um, emptied their sub bench. They'd expended a lot of energy. And I think when they managed to dislodge the ball and still had to hang on to it for a sort of 30-second or 40-second period, uh, they were just, I guess, really keen to make sure that they could secure the game there. They didn't want to give the Crusaders another opportunity. And uh, you're right, they sort of started celebrating just a tad little bit too early. Um, but they, they did enough to um, secure that ball, kick it out, and uh, then they could start celebrating for real. Now, it was said just before, that was the Blues' first win in Christchurch in 18 years. But the one stat I love bringing up is it's the Blues' first win over the Crusaders since Benji Marshall was on the team, which is just absolutely fascinating. But what did the Blues do? What did the Blues do differently compared to other times? You know, what was what was the turning point that got them over the line? Um, look, I just think they got themselves into the game nice and early. Like, they didn't sit back and wait for the Crusaders. Um, 
you know, the, the opening exchanges were were really intense. Both teams had opportunities to fade with the ball. What we saw in terms of quality was really good. Um, there, there wasn't, particularly in that first 60 minutes of the game, um, a great deal of aimless kicking. There wasn't, um, you know, the, the, the usual standard, I don't know, 10 to 12 box kicks. Both teams were quite prepared to carry the ball at each other and try and break down um, the respective defences. And, and, and because of that, I think, you know, the Blues got their, their, their arms, um, I mean, their sleeves rolled up and got stuck into the game nice and early, which did them the world of good. And then getting, you know, uh, early points certainly helps as well. I thought they were quite methodical. They were the, clearly the better side in the first half. And I think going in, they probably should have been six points more up, but just due to Stephen Petafetta, Goals that he missed were quite crucial. It would have put them a little bit more further ahead than probably what they, you know, what, what showed on the scoreboard because I thought they were a better side than that. So, you know, that, that's the key. Um, you know, they kept, they were conspiring to make it difficult for themselves in that last quarter by kicking away a bit too much ball um, with the lead that they had. And when you do that against a dangerous side like the Crusaders, you're going to have a dramatic finish, which we got. Now, of course, early in the second half, uh, Scott Barrett was given a red card. How much did that impact the match? Well, it certainly had an impact, um, but I don't think it had as much of an impact as what the Blues would have liked. Now, when you get that team down to you know a player being in the bin for 20 minutes, and at that stage they still had uh, time time left um, also for David Harvey to get back on. So the Crusaders were reduced to 13 men. Um, you know, the Blues punched straight away and got a try off line out. They turned down a kickable three. So they showed real intent. Um, and that got them quite a comfortable lead on the scoreboard. But I thought then for the rest of the time that Scott Barrett was red-carded, they just went back to try and play territory. They they knew that they had a good buffer on the scoreboard and they kicked away a lot of possession. And, and that was position that up until that point they had been carrying and they had been uh, fracturing the, the, the defensive line of the Crusaders. But they... They, they went into defensive mode and, uh, you know, it nearly cost them eventually. So, you know, I think when a player's in the bin, you've really got to go full on for that 20 minutes to maximise the most amount of points that you can get. I don't think they really did that. They didn't certainly get didn't get hurt um, by the fact that Crusaders are reduced to man, but they didn't help themselves by not accumulating more points. Now, what were your thoughts on the Crusaders in that match? I know we did in the red... Uh, last week, and we had Daryl Gibson on there, and he kind of highlighted defense was you know one issue that Scott Robinson would be happy with. But were there any other issues that were highlighted or were exposed in that loss? Oh, look, I, th- I certainly thought that they were a bit of balance in the way that they played. Uh, a worrying sign for him will be that you know they they do when they decide to to get their rhythm going, they do function really really well off quick ball, um, yeah, and, and they're very efficient at the breakdown. And I thought particularly in the first half. They must have addressed it at half-time, but for 40 minutes, they quite clearly lost the breakdown. And when you're losing the breakdown, it really um, disrupts your rhythm. And that'll be a concern for him because, you know, that was a very strong forward pack that he had uh, out there and an experienced one as well. But the Blues were just better in that area. They were better at counter-rucking. They turned some ball over. They dislodged it. They made the Crusaders make errors. And, And that'll be a concern for Scott Robertson because... They're a very good defensive side, uh, and we've, we've seen that, and that's what's been winning them games this season. But we probably haven't seen their potency on attack just yet. We started to see a semblance of it last night, but for it to really get going, they need that breakdown, um, particularly when they've got the ball to be really effective and they need to get clean, quick ball. And uh, For me, in 40 minutes of rugby, and possibly a little bit more at stages in the second half, 
they didn't win that area, and ultimately that was quite costly. Now you talk about like the breakdown on the ruck there. How good was Dalton Papali'i for the Blues? <laughs> yeah, I thought he was absolutely outstanding. You know, quite possibly one of the best uh, Super Rugby games he's ever played, and, and he led from the front there as a captain. You know, he was very, very pr- prominent in defence. Uh, scored a brilliant try. Um, times where he was working hard at the breakdown, you know, scrambling across uh, plenty of times to, to make cover tackles. It was just an all-round complete performance. And and, and and to be totally honest, I thought it was really well balanced out. I thought that back row for the Blues was outstanding. Robinson, while, while he um, had his time on the field, put, put in plenty of hard work. And Flututu showed us a different side of his game, which complemented the way Papali'i was playing by uh, really stepping up physically. Some of the shots he put on last night was simply outstanding. So, yeah, I thought the, the loose forward trio in general, but led by Papali'i, who was outstanding, was very, very good for the Blues. And also, what about Bowden Barrett? You know, he, he started uh, last night, and there's always the continued uh, Barrett-Mawanga debate. You know, how, mm. how much of his influence as well helped the Blues there? Oh, massive. You know, I thought the, the way that he controlled the game, uh, particularly in the first half, was, was, you know, a big part of why they were so successful. Um, you know, we, we know that the qualities that uh, Bowden Barrett's got, he's a dangerous player. Uh, but what I really liked was the fact that, uh, again, he, he was quite prepared to carry last night. And time and time again, we saw him carrying, you know, two to three metres off the break, uh, off the breakdown, um, getting a short pass from Christie, looking to use some footwork, put players into space. Um, the magic little touches that he had, he nearly created something off a kick forward out of nowhere, um, where he just, just got pipped at the post by the, by the ball. I think he had the speed to score it if the ball hadn't got away from him. Um, another little subtle moment where he brought in two defenders with a bit of footwork, show and go of the ball, and then put Papali'i away for his try. And then his break that led to Finley Christie's try. So think about all of those moments. He was very, very influential. Um, probably was guilty a little bit in that last 20 minutes as the game was in the balance of kicking the ball away a bit too much and a bit too early. Um, you know, tactically, he's got to be responsible for making sure that they don't give the game away in that last quarter. But you know, that really is nitpicking on a performance that was, which was very, very good. And, and the battle with Richie Moonga, who had his moments in that game too, was one of the, the ones the crowd came along to see, and both players didn't let us down. Yeah, and that one also for the Blues lifts them to the top of the Super Rugby Pacific standings uh, mm. at the moment, and the Crusaders are down in fourth uh, with their second loss of the season. And Justin, there are three more games to come uh, this round, so we'll quickly go through those here. Uh, this afternoon at 4.35pm, the Chiefs face Moana Pacifica. How do you see that one going? Yeah, well, I think the Chiefs really need to have a, a reset. Um, you know, since beating the Crusaders, they've gone quite comprehensively, I think, backwards. Uh, and they've started to struggle. They haven't been helped by injuries. Uh, they've, they've started to hurt, and their squad depth has been tested. But... I think if I know Clayton McMillan and the way that he coaches, he won't be happy with where they've been in the last month. Uh, I expect a, a reset today and a really strong performance against Moana Pacifica before they head to Australia and launch their assault on making those quarterfinals. And uh, they should win quite comfortably. And, uh, of course, you're heading down to Dunedin where the Highlanders face the Hurricanes. That one on our SENZ Super Rugby tipping comp, that's pretty 50-50 in terms of the way the punters <laughs> are going. How do you see that one? Yeah, I saw it the same way, to be honest. I looked at it and I thought, bloody hell, can I get some guidance from the tipping? And uh, I didn't because, like you said, it was 50-50. Um, I really like the side that Tony Brown's picked. Uh, I think they're much, much stronger. Um, they've got Solomona and 
uh, Umanga Jensen in the centres. Uh, so that's some real power in the midfield. Um, obviously, Marty Banks, big selection at 10, so it'll be interesting to see how he goes. Uh, and I really like the loose board um, mix that he's picked. But you know, this Hurricane side, again, are a side that Jason Holland will be very well aware um, you know, have, have haven't had the greatest of months. They've been a little bit up and down. Um, they've showed the glimpses of how good they can be. Uh, you know, it's a really tough one to call, but I just think this is a real opportunity and momentum swing for the Highlanders to turn their season around before heading to Australia. If they don't win games like this, Ben, they're not going to make the quarterfinals. I, mean, I think they're going to dig deep, see some Tony Brown magic coming out of the coaching box with maybe some innovation, and they'll get the job done just, just, can I, can I quickly get your thoughts on Marty Banks being picked at 10? Because I know Mitch Hunt has pretty much been there for the whole season and, of course, now he's going to be coming off the bench and this will also be Marty Banks' 50th Super Rugby game. Yeah, I think it's just a freshen up, to be perfectly honest. Like There's been a little bit of debate about Mitch Hunt um, and, his, and his consistency in his form this year. Uh, you know, It won't do him, him any harm just to sit on the pine and think about the game in a different way and when he gets injected into it, um, how he can influence it and, and make an impact. Um, you know, very well aware that Marty Banks um, is, is a seasoned player who, who knows the requirements of how to, to, to be a general and, and make sure you're playing the right areas of the field, but get the, get the team's flow going. Um, and, you know, he's the type of player, I think, that could thrive in this environment. Uh, I think it's just an injection of something different um, for the team as well, a different voice uh, and an opportunity for them to show the Hurricanes something that um, no other team has seen so far before, before in terms of a combination with Aaron Smith. So expect Mitch Hunt to play a big part still, um, but I think it's just, again, changing the picture a little bit because the Highlanders have been, by their own admission, quite predictable in the way they've played this year. This will offer up something new. Good stuff. And uh, the last game this round is the Waratahs against the Western Force on our tipping site, uh, 92% going with the Waratahs. Do you concur? No, I haven't. I've gone out on a limb because, you know, when you're desperate and you're not winning the competition, you've got to have to take the odd risk. So <laughs> I've decided that I quite like the way that the force can produce that type of performance that can unsettle any side. And uh, I'm predicting that um, the Waratahs, although they are a much more consistent side this year, might pay, might pay the penalty for that. So I've gone for the force. But um, everybody out there listening, if you think that that's a good pick, I don't know about that. It's a, it's a real gamble, to be perfectly honest, but we'll see how it goes. All right, Justin's gone out on the limb there. I'll be very interested to see what Daniel and Grant have to say for that one. But, Justin, thank you very much for your time, and uh, we look forward to hearing you on the Bunnings Trade Rugby Run tomorrow with Ricardo. Yep, I agree with you, mate, Daniel, and uh, Grant won't won't enjoy that tip, so wish me luck. Thanks, mate. (laughs) Uh, You are correct, Justin Marshall. Uh, You are 1,000% correct, even though that is uh, physically impossible. It's amazing. It can only ever be 100%. Is it not amazing how controversial he gets when he's not here to face <laughs> us? Oh, he was pretty controversial and fired up last week. He the was. anti-Morlite. <laughs> I, I did find it quite ironic that the uh, that the Hurricanes uh, Blues, uh, sorry, Crusaders game last weekend ended on an attempted rolling more that was was sacked. Apparently, not that Sky Sport gave us any replays. Uh, I still don't know uh, what really happened in that final lineout, but I'll get over it. Um, as far as the Highlanders. Uh, Kane's pick as well. Ooh. We'll lock those in a little bit later. We'll see if there's any dissenting voices. You've heard Justin Marshall's picks. You've also heard his comments about that game. An instant classic? Is that the way we're, we're judging it? Let us know. 0800 150 811. I'm talking about the Crusaders and Blues last night with the Blues ending an 18-year losing streak in Christchurch. Uh, amazing stuff. 0800 150 
8-11. He also highlighted Dalton Papalihi, uh, who was outstanding. Grant talked about that uh, amazing tackle right at the end for which he was involved in. Uh, if there's a better number seven going around on form, hmm, um, I'm not so sure I can think of another name. Adi Savia has to play for the All Blacks. Dalton Papalihi's making a good case. Where does the All Black captain fit in this whole equation? Yeah. Can't play them all at seven and eight, can you? Well, that, that's the thing. Yeah. I, I think about naming a, a a captain for this in rugby. I think that's always a tough one because there are injuries. There are, you know, a lot of things that happen, you know, players, rotation. Yeah, but when you name a captain, you expect them to play most, if not all the big, or definitely the big tests, if not all the tests. Yeah, but I like, I like the football one where it's like, oh, who should I hand the sleeve to today, almost? Yeah, I'll be interested uh, to get the, the verdict of... Uh, those listening to SCNZ this morning, um, not only on the game, but at uh, that uh, point and uh, the Barrett rear card, of course. 0800-150811 or Texas double eight double three. Love to get your verdict. Back after this break, 23 minutes after 10. This is the Reese Super Rugby Fan Show. Grant Elliott is alongside me, Daniel McCarty. Reese Plumbing designed to help your business grow and succeed. Instant classic last night between the Blues and the Crusaders. Uh, plenty of talking points. If you want to join the show, uh, we'd love to hear from you. 0800-150-811, an instant classic. Um, your verdict on the game um, and the form of one Dalton Papali'i and how on earth do you fit Papali'i, Savir and Kane into an all-black loose four trio is a question I've thrown out uh, there. Uh, Richie is a little bit more forthright than me on the text machine here, Grant. Is Sam Kane going to be the first non-playing all-black captain since Andy Dalton? Papali'i is on fire, writes Richie. I'm assuming that's not Richie McCaw. Oh, it um, probably is. He's a big fan of the show. He is a he's big, a big fan. fan of the show. Huge fan. Of Let's it. catch up with Steve Devine, a familiar voice, of course, to SENZ, uh, former fine halfback himself, and uh, maybe even lippier than Justin Marshall. Isn't that right, Steve? Good morning to you. Mate, I can definitely say that definitely was Richie McCaw. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Are you a big fan of the show as well? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Um, yeah, that, wait, it is an wait, interesting wait, question, wait. isn't it? Papali'i, Savia and, Ga- and Kane. Um, maybe we'll just park that for the, for the time being, Steve, because I think we should highlight that game. That was an instant classic. I'm not overreacting, am I? No, nah, it was... It, mate, I, I, we have a show on um, Wednesday night, Blues Brothers, and we talked about it as being the game of the year, really. Like, two uh, teams um, having only got one game and both of the, both, both of the top of it, and, uh, mate, they went at it, and they went at it hard. It was... Uh, it was a spectacle to watch, and um, so good to see Super Rugby back at that level. Hey, Steve, how would the the coaches and senior players have approached this game, knowing that historically the stats are against you leading into a game against Crusaders? Um, you, you don't go down there and win and win games without getting physical. Um, that's just that's just the the, the cold hard facts of um, playing the Crusaders down in Christchurch. So. I'm sure all they spoke about as all week was just fronting up physically, um, making sure they're on point, and um, you know you win that battle. And you've seen you've seen them doing it in the, in the second half of that first half. You've seen them win the battle of the collision. Um, you've seen them get over the advantage line, and, and that's and that's where the game was won. That that sort of last 20 minutes of the first half. Are they they too dependent on their scrum and lineout? Uh, the Crusaders, obviously, the Blues matched them there, and then it was just the. The sheer uh, defence and energy that won won the Blues the game. Crikey, it's almost like you know something, Grant. <laughs> well, it's, but it's it, the game's changed a little bit, you know. And we've seen we've seen the Blues adapt this year. Um, 
the quick ruck ball over the advantage line. Like, they've really worked hard on... I'm pretty sure Joe Smith's got something to do with it, having come back from Ireland, who, who sort of really, you know, found this game, the Irish team, where they just hang on to the ball and they just play quick ruck ball over the advantage line. And the Blues, the Blues have done it this year. They've done it well in patches. Um, they did it well last night again in patches. I thought that the, the, the last 20 was pretty average for them. They, they kicked all their ball away. But, you know, it really goes to show that the game's changed a little bit. If you can if you can get the ball and hang on to it for long phases and, and keep getting over the advantage line, you're going to score points. So, I mean, the Chiefs beat the Crusaders down there a month ago and in the last 20, they did nothing all game in the last 20. They just got the ball and hung on to it and, and denied denied the Crusaders any possession and territory and, and they ended up winning the match. And, and, and that's that's where rugby's going, I think. You've, you've got to get the ball, you've got to hang on to it and, and you'll score points and, and kick goals and, and that's where it's going. Wasn't a game of two halves, Steve. I, I, I described it at the top of the program. It was a game of two acts. The first act, um, I think you've highlighted nicely that the Blues I thought were really good up until the the red card of Scott Barrett. That that's the defining moment. Moving into act number two, I'm talking about. So much for red cards ruin rugby. It was uh, so entertaining. After that, my only criticism of the Blues did they get a little bit too protective of the lead and sort of invite a little bit of trouble. Granted. The guys on the other side of the park have to be good enough, and, and the Crusaders are that level, aren't they? That they can almost beat you with fourteen. Yeah, I heard uh, Bo Barrett talk after the match, and he, he said exactly that. You know, we we tried, we you know, we started to protect our lead instead of playing the rugby that that got them into the lead. And that's uh, sometimes that happens with a young team. You know, the Blues are still quite young. There's there's a couple of really experienced guys, but uh, across the board, they're still quite young. So. Um, you know, it was good to hear from my point of view that, you know, straight after the match that, you know, a few of the senior guys already know that that was the problem. They went into protection mode and kicked a lot of ball away instead of, you know, getting on the front foot and, and playing rugby, which is, which is you know, what got them in the front to start with. So, uh, great to see. I just I just really hope for the Blues that it's a, that it's a learning curve that they take on board um, and really, like now, really start to hammer home, get the ball, hang on to it and, and score points and they look really good. They really look like a team uh, above everyone else that I've seen this year when they have the ball and when they're, um, you know, getting on the front foot with it. It's, it's, yeah, it's great to see. It reminds me of the good old days, you know. One player still, I, I can't believe, it, still has the odd detractor here and there. Bowden Barrett. My Lord. Gee, he's fun to watch, isn't he? I, I don't know what position he was playing last night, but I just enjoyed it. Well, he's, he's clearly he's clearly back in enjoying it. It's taken him a little bit of time to get back up to speed from having the, the year in Japan, and and uh, I mean in terms of a head-to-head last night, he, he clearly showed who the best number ten in the country is. Uh, all along, probably three fell off three or four tackles that all ended up in tries. Mm-hmm. Um, he, by his own standards, I, I, it was a long way from from his best performance. So. I mean, if you're looking at the All Black number ten jumper, I, I'd certainly say Bodie's back in uh, in the prime time with that with that position right now. Steve, when you when you look at the Blues who top of the table now, do you look at this game as being a defining moment in in the whole competition for them? You say it's a young team. Surely this will give them the confidence to almost start believing that they they could be holding the trophy at the end of it. Yeah, I I just hope they believe that when they've got the ball, when they play the brand of rugby they want to play, like they did in that uh, second part of the first half, when, when they play like that, I, I truly I truly believe that they're untouchable. Like, I, like when, they're, when they can, like Finlay Christie is just so good at clearing the ball from the ruck. When they, 
when they get that good quick ball like that, which they were getting, uh, I, I don't think I don't think anyone will go near them. You know, they've got they've got strike weapons across across the field. The Fords get on a bit of a rumble going forward. I, I don't think they can be stopped, and I, I just hope they. I know sometimes you don't take much away from the win, and I just hope they don't lose the importance of them knowing that when they play that style, I, I don't think anyone's going to stop them. And and that's the belief I hope they get from that match. Um, sometimes it's hard to take um, some good stuff away from a from a good win, and you know you're just on the whole run on the adrenaline of the win. But I, yeah, I hope they sit down and have a good look at it, knowing that you know when they get it right, and that's the important thing when the Blues get it right. You know, they look really, really good. Uh, former Rabies halfback Steve Devine is with us. He, of course, is a co-host of Blues Brothers here on SENZ with Ricardo Ball. Um, be honest, what were you thinking as you saw Sever Reese grab the ball, shuffle, I think it was Sever Reese down the right flank, um, before he was bundled into touch for that match-winning defensive stop? Okay, how many four-letter words were coming out of your, coming out of your mouth at that stage? Yeah, no, I definitely let a few when well, I let a few swear went out at one stage. But there was a bit we we took a kick for gold. We took a kick for gold and we missed it, and uh, that upset me. I, you know, I thought we should have put it in the corner and, and then backed ourselves like we had done previously and, and scored tries. So, um, mate, yeah, the grit. You know, this Blues team led by um, Dalton, just there's some grit there. Finally, eh? You, you really, it's not going to be. Blues for for a while have and by their own standards have you know admitted that they they're not a physical team and 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 you know this year and what they built on from last year they they're finally a physical team and you you got to turn up and you got to play hard to um to get over that try line and you know I I, I love it I really love it um, Dalton was outstanding last night like literally outstanding and um you know I texted a few mates saying I imagine Sam Kane's probably a pretty nervous boy this morning as well on that performance um. But the Blues across across that uh, that eight and or really up to, to twelve and thirteen, they were they were just physical and more physical. And you know, it's not hard to go down there um, to Christchurch and be more physical than the Crusaders. You know, that's that's their that's their whole game. That's that's the thing that they're famous for. And you know, the Blues did it, and, and well done to them. It was it was it was outstanding to watch for me. I'm sure there's some people in the South Island not so happy with that with, with that result. Absolutely, and I'm sure they'll call in right now on 0800 to agree with you or text us on double a double three. But Steve, uh, I mentioned it at the top. Sam Kane, Artie Savia, Dalton Papali here, all Test match footy players. Uh, how do they fit into an All Black side? They can fit into a 23. They can't fit into a starting 15, though, can they? No, no. I mean, I, I mean, if you're picking on form, if you're picking on form, there's a, there's a few big changes. I think the All Blacks have made from the end of last year. Finlay Christie certainly in nine. Uh, Dalton's your seven. I think Artie Severe's still an eight. Um, and I, uh, to be honest, mate, I like Big Gus, the big uh, Chiefs number eight. I like him. Same. Like him. Yeah, same. Outstanding number six. I mean, he's got everything. He's got a number six written all over him for sure. Um, so, mate, I just, uh, yeah, on performances, on, on present form, I, Dalton, Dalton is almost your, um, he's got to be your number seven, Artie. I mean, no one's going to move Artie from eight. He's, he's just a beast in, in every level of the game. And um, it's hard to see um, Will Jordan not being fullback for the All Blacks as well. Oh, why did the Blues keep kicking it to him? I thought, do you actually want them to win? Don't kick the ball to Will Jordan. Not a good idea. Grant, you had yeah. something insightful. Oh, well, I don't know if it's insightful, but Steve, I've got, uh, just like the Blues, they obviously had a defining moment in their, their season, but um, I've got a 
particularly defining moment coming up where um, Justin Marshall has gone for the Highlanders versus the Hurricanes. He's backed the Highlanders. And I this is the first time I'm going up against Justin. I've always gone for him and because he's not on the show, it might be easier to yeah, I should, go should, against We him. should say to Steve, we, uh, there's three of us, and we're all about democracy. So if there is a dissenting voice, but they're outvoted, they've just got to suck it up. So I'd like, like to when blame I told, it on when you. When I told you last week <laughs> the Blues are going to beat the Chiefs, and you didn't listen to me. Anyway, Grant. <laughs> yeah, so who do you think, Steve? Highlanders, Highlanders well. or Hurricanes? I've tipped, I took oh. the Highlanders uh, earlier in the week. I just, uh, they're a good team at home. I, I, I see a very good... Uh, Hurricanes team uh, occasionally. I, I don't. I don't see them being. They don't perform to their potential every week. And I. I yeah. I'm just. I'm, I, I reckon the Highlanders will get up on that. It'll be gritty. Uh, it's hard to beat them down there. I. I just. Yeah. I'm on the uh, home team for that tonight. Today. Well, Grant's got his head in his hands now because I, I. I think you've swayed him. Yeah, I think you may you're, have swayed me. You're going to sit the Islanders. <laughs> you're going to sit the Islanders, aren't you? Well, we'll find out a little bit later, my friend. Hey, Steve, thanks so much. Yeah, you're at work, are you, today? What, what's happening at the moment? Today. Pretty quiet? Uh, we're just uh, coiled springs at the moment. Just coiled springs ready for action. Um, the only, There's the lots of hot cross before. buns on the table, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, you can't put them into this temple. Uh, the only thing I was disappointed about last night was the fact that uh, towards the end of the game, one of the, one of the possibly one of the try scorers could give uh, the crowd the colour Spencer finger. That was still one of my favourite all-time moments in Super Rugby. Um, uh, last, lastly, Steve, there's there's no way to excuse Scott Barrett, right? It's just a bad red card, um, and he'll have a skate a suspension for quite some time, you would think. I can't, I can't see him playing Super Rugby again this year. Uh, the guy didn't even have the ball, to be fair. He uh, changed his line, came in, and, and cleared. Yeah, it's the worst I've seen. I, I can't imagine him. I think there's 11 weeks to the final, I, I, or something like that. I can't imagine him being back in Super Rugby this year. Yeah. I mean, it's not his first defence either. No, that's the thing. Uh, so it's what, entry point, six weeks minimum, um, and they'll struggle to mitigate that down because he has uh, some priors. Uh, Steve, thanks so much uh, for joining us today here on uh, our Super Rugby uh, show. Look forward to, to a bit more Blues Brothers action where you'll all be cock a hoop and, and really winding up all of New Zealand as you should. Yeah, we've got to make hay when it's good, eh? It doesn't always last forever. I've got to get on top, get on the front foot now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks so much, Steve. Steve Devine uh, joining us here on the program. 19 minutes away from 11. I, I don't think he's getting too carried away as far as, you know, the Blues fan in him. He no. could be far more no, he was annoying. I, I, I totally agree with him. You've got to keep the, the legacy of the Carlos Spencer salute going because I just think, I think the Crusaders fans would absolutely yeah. hate that. And, and, and the same, you know, when, if the Crusaders ever get to play in South Africa again. They, they've got to embrace their inner Andrew Mertens and the double, bu- the double, the double bird to the crowd at Loftus. Double bird. <laughs> That's gutsy at Loftus. We yeah. know how aggressive that can be. Right, we've had uh, yappy halfbacks from both uh, the Blues and Crusaders, uh, uh, Steve Devine and of course uh, Justin Marshall. Uh, we want to hear from uh, fans of those two sides after that instant classic. How are you feeling throughout those uh, closing moments, Crusaders? D- did you think you were going to get up at the end? And, and, Oh dear, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that game. 0800 150 811 or Texas double eight double three.
And uh, yeah, let's throw it out early. Give me your, give me your All Black starting loose forward trio for the first test. Uh, Divine has gone with uh, Papali'i, Savia, and Peter Gasol Kula um, at seven, eight, and six respectively. Uh, list your three names. Uh, does it include the All Black captain, San Kane? 17 away from 11. We will take a break. Love to get your contribution. We'll have our picks before 11 as well. We'll see if uh, Grant Elliott's going to flip-flop on this Highlanders-Hurricanes uh, game again. Back after this break. The Reese Super Rugby Fan Show indeed with Reese Plumbing designed to help your business grow and succeed. Reese works for you. Uh, Reese, of course, are providing all the reasons to get involved in the Super Rugby Fan of the Year. Remember, we started off with 1,949 of you. Then it went down to 1,054 when nearly half of you got the first pick wrong in week number one. Uh, then 610, 489. Last week, I think we were uh, 349. Then heading into the latest round of games, uh, there were 295. But some upset results saw that number tumble down to just 59 now, Grant. You might remember. Uh, then we uh, tumbled to 55. And amazingly, the same amount of people remain heading into this round. Now, I'm sure a few... Probably went the way we did in picking the Crusaders last night. So I, I doubt there's going to be 55 remaining um, in, the, in the wash um, after this weekend. So 55 people left heading into these games this weekend with a chance to win $5,000 thanks to Reese Plumbing. Now as far as the Saturday session crew, we have crept um, up once again in the uh, overall leaderboard in our Super Rugby uh, tipping competition Gee, we've gone up two spots in the SNZ uh, staff competition. Can't slow us down. Are we ahead of Beaver and Izzy? That's the main one. Ahead of Beaver and Izzy. Those are the only ones I want to beat. Can we get them on in the next couple of weeks, um, you know, to, to wind them up if we are indeed ahead of them? Because they are, you know, the former All Blacks. Ben? Ben Francis? Ben, we, we need you to book give them, them a call, can, don't we? we? We'll get them on. Um, but only if we're ahead of them on the tipping. Only if we are. If they're ahead of us, I'm not interested in their opinions. I don't mind phoning them and congratulating them. Okay. So um, I, I think overall, still mid-table mediocrity, 500. Everton. Call us Everton. No, Everton is not mid-table mediocrity. You're in a relegation battle. <laughs> anyway, our tips uh, for this weekend. Well, we did go the Hurricanes to beat uh, Moana Pacifica on Tuesday. Yes, Ben, we did. Yep, yep, we did that. Uh, we did go the Blues last night, didn't we? No, we didn't. We went the Crusaders, of course. Uh, we went the Reds to beat the Rebels. Uh, we've got the Chiefs to beat Moana Pacifica this afternoon at 4.35. That's correct, Ben? That's correct, uh, The Force Waratahs. Oh, dear, Force Waratahs. I'm, oh, I don't know where to go. Tars. You going Tars, Ben? Tars. Oh, no, don't. this is where you hedge again. You go, oh, I would have gone. No, I'm going the force. I'm with Justin Marshall. So 2v1. Sorry, Grant Elliott. And Highlanders Hurricanes. Oh, you are, you are the word. deciding vote. I'm the deciding vote. So I'm mean, going the Canes. Divide. Justin's gone the Highlanders. It's over to you. You've got 10 seconds. Nine, eight, seven, six. The Highlanders. <laughs> He's got the Highlanders. Damn it. There's Steve Devine. I'm going to blame it on Steve Devine. Steve, you better be right. So lock it in. Lock it in, Eddie. Lock in the oh. Highlanders to beat the Hurricanes. And they're $2.15. I just looked at it. Back after this break, it's 10 away from 11. Big thanks to Justin Marshall, Steve Devine and you for uh, playing your part uh, throughout the uh, Super Rugby fan show. What a cracking game last night. The Saturday session rolls on after the break. Grand Elliott, we're going to go inside the Wellington Phoenix. They return to Wellington tomorrow. David Dome, their general manager, on in about 20 minutes' time. Yvonne Willering is our legend. 
legendary netball career that's still going, of uh, course, um, our regular uh, features and uh, the odd opinion and terrible story from uh, McCarty and Elliot. Sound about right? Yeah, spot on. Yeah, spot on. Spot on. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.